Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I was afraid that he would have that Superman complex today, but you know what? I really don't think he did. No. I don't. I don't think he had. He just the played Superman. like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just played like total. Garbage. You're not wrong. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the five to the four-yard line. Holy <laughs> There's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes. Oh, throw the end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All big Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. And there the cannons go. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. On what should have been a night of celebration for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Primetime football Sunday night in front of their home crowd. A chance to claim their first division title since 2007. Against the team that has won six regular season meetings in a row over the last two and a half seasons. Well, uh, the Bucks could only muster zero points in front of their home fans tonight. Tom Brady, possibly one of the worst performances in a red and pewter uniform. The Buccaneers did not look like themselves. And I mean, I let's just. Let's just get through this thing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cannon Fire Podcast, live on YouTube today for episode 235. 9-0, your final score. The New Orleans Saints will sweep Tampa Bay for the second season in a row. And they have won the last seven, count them, seven regular season meetings between these two teams. I am your host, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. My friend, I trust that you have a lot to talk about tonight uh, because I I just simply do not. Yeah. Um, you know, we got on here we sort of laughing through the pain, right? Uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was something. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was uh, might have been Man, I can't remember the last time I saw an offensive performance that bad. Like it's been a while. Um, even the Bucks' worst offensive performances, like last year, twenty nineteen, stuff like that. Like, man, oh man. Like, even if you know, they had five turnovers, they still put up some points, some yards. This was just nothing worked. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there, and normally I watch the game, and I'm like, okay, maybe try to do this. And I'm sitting there at this point, I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, I'm lost. So, there's nothing was working. Um, yeah, just uh, something. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm gonna. You can hold me to this right now. Uh, Willie's finally here. He was getting called out earlier. He's here now. Uh, we we need somebody to come in here and keep order in the chat. If anybody can do that, yeah. it is the moderator Willie Beeman holding it down. Who, by the way, sent us a very nice yeah. video message on uh, social media this week. So thank you so much for Appreciate supporting it, the Willie. show. Yeah, we are 
I mean, even through the pain, we are very glad to have some of the best moderators in the YouTube game for us here tonight. Um, so you can, on December 19th, 2021, you can write this down or whatever. I will not, and I repeat not ever again, pick the bucks to beat the saints in the regular season until they do it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, they, they haven't earned that. Like they, they, they really haven't. Yes. The bucks will win a division. They'll probably win next week, whatever. But like they haven't earned that. So next year, guess what? They're being swept again because I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like I'm seriously not. Well, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. You kind of said, yeah, the bucks are still going to win the division. I mean, they're up multiple games, but you can win the division. That's all fine and dandy, but it definitely felt like it had to be tonight. I mean, just the, uh, just the, just the overall letdown, right? Like you can win the division, which is something you weren't able to do last year. You can still hang your hat on that, but it almost doesn't feel worth it unless you beat the Saints at least one time. And let's look at in, the Saints in Raymond James Stadium. In Raymond just, James yeah. Stadium, where the Bucks were six and zero up until this point in the season. And what are the Saints bringing to the table? Not their head coach. Not their starting wide receiver. They just got Alvin Kamara back. I know he wasn't exactly playing like he had been injured against the Jets last week. But they have no offensive tackles. They are missing two starting offensive tackles. Both of those guys are pro bowlers. They are missing an offensive guard. They are playing with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill-led Saints beat Tampa Bay. And I'll be honest with you. They're going to win the division, but it feel like they it just feels like they don't really deserve to win a whole lot this year. I, I know that sounds very rash, and this is probably what comes with the territory of recording a podcast right after a game like this. But, I mean, God damn it, dude. They played terrible out there. I don't know who was on that field for 60 minutes against New Orleans, but it was not Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, quick ad break, but uh, let me tell you about our guys over at betonline.ag, one of our main sponsors of the podcast for over a year at this point. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website they have to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's bleav five zero to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and a proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast. For the superstitious people like myself, the silver lining that comes out of this is yet again, the two seasons, the Bucs have won the Super Bowl. They have been swept by New Orleans. I, I know that, you know, some people are looking at that and, and they're taking that away as a positive, but you just can't, man. Like tonight should have been about Tampa Bay handling their business and they failed to do so against a team that just absolutely owns them these last four years. It is embarrassing at this point. There's a reason that um, we put that clip at the front of the show. Yeah, right? if you guys if you guys and, got here uh, early on the YouTube live stream, you heard a uh, a little Easter egg from our our late great friend Mark Cook. Just I mean, said yeah. all it said well, everything we needed to. Uh, I'm about to make show history and say it again. Brady played like shit. Okay, <laughs> like he, he he did. Okay, the first time I've ever cursed on this podcast. Yeah, but yeah. it's true. Show history. Okay? Okay, that's how you know things are serious. Okay, <laughs> uh, and if it's coming from me, 
Oh, I mean, saying that about Tom Brady, that's that's how you know it's uh, it's bad. Uh, in the first half, I didn't think he played that bad. Okay, I I didn't think he played that bad. Um, but in, in the second half, I mean, it was just garbage. I mean, it, it was complete and utter garbage. Now the receivers, I probably counted six or seven drops tonight. I mean, Gronkowski might have had his worst game as a buck. I mean, I don't know what was going on with that guy. I mean, that dude was freaking lost um yeah there there was uh, that one catch it was on the sideline in the red zone probably would have been a damn touchdown had he caught it and he had the ball he had no idea where the football was and it really seemed like half of his targets that what was happening tonight man oh man i i don't know i it was it's so weird it was just such a and also like that game zoomed by like we're doing a show like like 11:45, basically like that that game zoomed by and thank god it did as if that if that was a a slow death i don't know how i would have been able to do it but yeah the entire offense is everything and i understand it would have been a different game if mike evans and chris godwin played the whole time i get it right like you can't talk about this game and not mention that also leonard fournette but it's not like they were driving up and down the field with those guys like yes i understand that they didn't have them you know, for, you know, this, the entire second half and, um, you know, like they only had Godwin, I think for two or three drives, but come on, man. Like, Jesus, it's just, it's, it's unacceptable. Like it really is. And, and you're right. I mean, they don't deserve, they're going to win a division. They don't deserve it. And I said earlier, I, I had all the stats, right? We said on the game preview, I had all the stats about Bruce Arians against the Saints in regular season and the Saints in Tampa against the Bucs in the past few matchups. But then at the end, I said, but if the Saints come into Tampa with an injured team when the Bucs are healthy, now the Bucs did get hurt. But with Taysom Hill as their quarterback and Taysom Hill beats them, they don't deserve the one seed anyway. And, and guess what? Right now, guess who's the two seed? The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are now currently the two seed. The Bucs are the three seed because they, they still they'll always own the tiebreaker over the Cardinals because that's just how like the the interconference thing, like the Bucs have a better record there. Um, but right now, like they're not even the two seed. So wake up. Like, like seriously, like wake the F up. Like it, it's I don't know. It, it, it's frustrating. We'll get into like more like specifically as far as like players and stuff like that later on. But like overall, just it's it's terrible. And and you know what? It, that playoff game it might have been a fluke. Like it's it, it seriously might have been a freaking fluke. Is the the way the Saints are proving that it it might be. I mean they they are very well proven it. And um, yeah, it's that was that was pitiful. Uh, I feel bad for every single fan that purchased a ticket to go to that game when the Bucks are advertising a big red out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you get shut out instead of the red out, right? So, um, I, yeah, I, I'm serious, man. And then, you know, I, I feel bad for, for Todd Bowles. I feel bad for everyone on that, on that defense who worked their asses off, right? And then they got nothing to show for it. They have nothing to show for it because your freaking offense can't put up anything. The, the kicker can't even do his job. He has one job to make the freaking kick. He can't even do that. Do you, like, do you think it's because nothing we didn't, went right? Do you think it's because we didn't put it on the checklist this Well, guess week? what? It's going back on. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, I guess it has to be mandatory, but I'll tell you, man, that, that one line. Keyshawn Vaughn playing out there. Like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, that critical on? third and one, and who else but, you know, Sneak Vaughn coming in. Sneak. <laughs> 
uh, Listen, we were talking we were talking before the show when he dropped that first pass i was telling you how i just had a smirk on my face i was just sitting there like yeah that's that's the sneak i know and love i uh you know i think a lot of people had a different uh, uh, i think a lot of people had different thoughts about the buccaneers read out and, and what they were attempting to do right i think yeah, a lot whatever. of us appreciate the spirit but lame now that that is an all-time line on this podcast oh you wanted a red out <laughs> get a shutout that's i mean it's it's you know it's it's ridiculous dude it, it is ridiculous well it, it, it really is let's talk about some buccaneer updates before we get some uh before we get to some more finger pointing from tonight's game so uh good news for tampa bay a lot of the injuries tonight well at least in certain position groups we can be happy about some reinforcements coming back in the form of antonio brown and mike edwards which is very good to see uh, a last-minute decision, safety, Antoine Winfield Jr. missed tonight's game with a foot injury. So with Mike Edwards coming back, I, I feel like Winfield should be good to go from here on out. But, you know, at this point in the season, nobody's playing 100%. So the more reinforcements you can get, the better. And then, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, Antonio Brown will be good to return to the team as well this week. Both of those guys served their three-game suspension. So, you know, with Mike Evans, went down with a hamstring injury. He was downgraded to out. Chris Godwin also went out. It was with a knee injury. He took that low hit, flipped him up over on his head. I'm surprised it wasn't, you know, a neck injury the way he landed on that one. But we should get some updates on him throughout the course of the week. And then, of course, Leonard Fournette. He went down after uh, kind of reminded me of John Elway at the goal line. You know that one play with the helicopter tackle? That's exactly mm -hmm. what happened to Lenny. He did not return after that game or uh, after that play. So, before we get back to just how disappointing this game was, I don't think we can mention enough that between Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette, the Buccaneers were missing the top three guys in targets on their offense throughout the entire course of the season. So, yeah, Brady didn't have his weapons out there, but I, I don't care. I don't either. I, I will tell I, you. I don't care. I, I don't care. Well, when, you, when your defense only allows nine points, I don't care. Well, that's. That's, like, I guess, the other silver lining I wanted to talk about is if we're going to do any finger pointing on the show tonight, I don't think very many have to go towards Todd Bowles and what he was able to do with this defense tonight. They definitely did neutralize the Saints on offense, and I know they weren't, you know, it wasn't like they were going to come into this game and explode, but uh, nine points total, if you would have told me that the Bucks defense held the Saints to nine points, I'm assuming they put up at least a touchdown or two and probably won the game, right? At the very worst, it's 10 to nothing, which it could have been had Ryan Suckup made that kick earlier in the game. But it's like, yeah, they just, they, they really couldn't muster anything. So I'm going to toss this back to you. Uh, we will continue to try and break down what went wrong. I think a, a question a lot of people might be having as well is, you know, what does it say about the coaching for Tampa Bay? Bruce Arians has yet to win a regular season contest against New Orleans during his time in Tampa Bay as head coach. I mean, what the hell, man? Like, like where, you know, I, I know we already talked about it, but where do we start again? Where do we pick up where we left off uh, when we try to break down the implosion that was Tampa Bay's offense tonight? I don't know. Um, I, I, I really, I really don't know. Um, Pam was in the chat saying the defense played great, but then says Bowles was horrible. Okay, well, that's you're contradicting yourself. No, 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 that's how it goes. Understand. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I understand that, but she said the defense played great, but then Bulls was horrible. No, I don't know what you're talking about. That's... That statement makes 100% total sense. 
Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you know you, you know how those things go. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe she meant did she did she mean left witch? I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, um, I don't know. Uh, I I really don't know. Um, I wish I did. For I mean, one the one thing that really stands out is the offensive line just continues to get dominated uh, by. Um, by the Saints, and it happened a lot last year. The thirty-eight to three loss, right? Um, that one was without Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet and Joe Haig played probably one of the worst games I've ever seen from an offensive lineman. Um, but this one, the Bucks had a completely healthy offensive line, right? Completely healthy. And I point out um, the the offensive line played well in New Orleans. Like in Week Eight, they played well, right? Not this one. Uh, Alex Kappa might have had one of the worst games of his career. Um, yeah, I know just, there there's at least four sacks tonight that could probably be credited to that right guard spot. Tr- Tristan Wirfs, bad. Donovan Smith, bad. Everybody's bad. There's everybody on the entire offensive side. All 11 of them were just awful. Um, it's just awful. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I seriously don't know. This team had success. You know, they had success when in New Orleans, when the offensive line was able to protect them. Now that the the offensive line can't protect, they just seemingly fall apart. Right. And yes, it had something had to do with the injuries. But at the same time, man, like, come on, like something's got to give. I think a comment I do have about the offensive play calling and and looking at how the Bucks started this game. Something that they have done well over the past month or so is really allow this offense to be led by Leonard Fournette. I guess his day is going to dictate how everything else goes. And it seems like early on in this game, they really got away from giving Lenny some extra looks. I know that there was, you know, a hot streak of Lenny being the only guy getting targets on third down. But like aside from that, it seemed like they were trying to force the ball downfield sometimes. I mean, we saw some longer pass plays, which... I know the Saints have a pretty stout run defense, so I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. Lenny to get like 20 carries tonight, but it just seemed like they didn't know what they wanted to commit to. I mean, there were multiple third and short, third and one, third and two, and maybe Brady's playing to look for the pass interference because there were quite a few no calls tonight as well, which we'll talk about. But like after a while, I think Tom Brady and the offense should have realized that you're not going to get those calls. You're not going to get the pass interference downfield. So when it's third and one, stop throwing to a sideline route 25 yards down the field expecting a play or expecting a flag to be thrown. Like it just, it wasn't happening tonight. And there were so many situations where the Bucks could have handed it to a capable back up the gut. Ronald Jones had a couple of big splash plays. I think he had, you know, a pair of the most exciting offensive plays tonight for Tampa Bay. He had that 130-plus yard run that he followed up a 15-yard run with. Like, he was hot. And then on that same drive, we put Keyshawn Vaughn on third and one. Like, what the hell are we thinking? You know, we finally decide to just run it up the gut on third and one, and we give it to old reliable 21, Evan's favorite player on the roster. Like, I just don't – yeah, I, I, just, I just don't understand. But it really seemed like the offensive identity – uh, was just off from the start of the game. It, it, it was weird, man. You know what? It's it's getting really frustrating to me. Um, I'm going to criticize Byron Leftwich. Yeah, sure, the game plan was awful, right? Game plan. You put up zero points, your game plan sucked. At the same time, it's getting really frustrating to me when it's clear that Tom Brady is checking the plays at the line, throwing it deep to Gronkowski, and people are still blaming Byron Leftwich for calling the play. 
It's Tom Brady's decision. Like it was then on that one, that deep ball on Kelsey, where he was kind of held by Malcolm Jenkins, right? They didn't call it, but he was kind of held. Gr- Tom Brady motioned to Gronkowski and switched the play. That's not a, a Leftwich call. So don't you can't blame Byron Leftwich when it goes bad and, and praise Brady when it goes good. It doesn't work that way. It works both ways. Both of them sucked. Okay. Both both of them absolutely sucked tonight. Right. So it just it doesn't work that way. Okay. You can't just not one guy is excused from any criticism and then the other guy gets it all. Was Leftwich good? Absolutely not. Was Brady good? Absolutely not. Like it, it's not, it, it's not the case, right? But you just, you, you gotta, you gotta have it from both sides here. Like it, it's getting really frustrating on Twitter seeing that because like Brady is the one at the end of the day, you can scheme all you want. Brady's the one with the football in his hands and he's the one making the decision. He is. He's the one making the decision. Byron Leftwich ain't out there telling him to make the decision. Oh, well, you're going to wait a second, and then you're going to throw it to Godwin. And No. like That's that's not the case. Leftwich, was he good? No, I'm not saying he was good. But, like, there's got to be some criticism for the quarterback here at some point. There was, a, has to. there was a point later on in the game, too, where the offense stayed on the field. It was pretty much at the very end of the game. Um I think that was 100% like a Tom Brady move. He looked at the sideline, kept everybody on the field, and they went for it. They did convert. I think it was a fourth and two deep in their own territory. One of the last drives of the game for the Bucks offense. I mean, all of it kind of blurring together. I don't like to remember back on a game like that. Um, but, I mean, you, you know, with the lack of highlights on offense, this game really did blend together. It was like three and outs were just a constant. Uh, even if they did get one first down, you couldn't count on them getting very many. You were kind of looking for the defense, even though they, you know, did what they needed to tonight, held New Orleans to nine total points. You were kind of looking for a turnover at some point tonight, too. I I think that would have helped get this offense at least attempted to get them closer to the end zone than they ended up. I mean, you and I—that's the one thing this defense, yeah, couldn't couldn't connect on was a turnover. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you get your offense in a favorable field position. Clearly, they weren't going to be driving the length of the field tonight, but just anything to to try and breathe some life into those guys. But again, like I, I'm not upset with Todd Bowles and I'm, I'm not upset with this defense tonight. Um, if there is one thing I have to talk about, and I mean, this is just, you know, a couple of reps I had noticed more than others. Uh, Joe Tryon, I thought had a pretty strong game. He did get a sack on Taysom Hill where he chased him down from the other side of the football field. He played well. It, yeah. I thought he played really well, but this is a question I want to ask you. Jason Pierre-Paul, we know his status. We know he's playing injured. I mean, he's got a partially torn rotator cuff, which is not easy to play through if you are an NFL athlete. I've never had a partially torn rotator cuff, but I can tell you it's probably not the, uh, you know, not the best feeling thing in the world. But, I mean, with the way this team played tonight, is, is JPP being on the field, taking reps from Joe Tryon, hurting this pass rush? Because, I, I mean, I just – I every single week I'm given more and more reason as to why we should see more Joe Tryon. I mean, I know he's your first-round pick, pick number 32. Not a lot of people get hyped up about that, but you have to get hyped up about what this guy has put on tape so far this year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it's time. It's, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, he's a warrior, right? He's a, he's a great player, Um but it's clear that right now on pass rushing downs, Joe Tryon is just the better option. Is he kind of a bull in a China shop? Yeah, like he, he is. 
Um, he kind of doesn't know where he's going, which whatever. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Um, but you know, he gives you a better chance to, to get home on, on third downs and stuff. And Jason Pierre Paul just, you know, kudos to him for toughing it out. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that probably. I mean, you know, I think people are really forgetting, like they're acting like Jason Pierre Paul is hundred percent healthy, which is, it isn't the case. He is a, not, it's not just a bang. Everybody's banged up this time of year, but his injury is like, is significant. Right. Um, his injury is significant and just, um, it, it's time. It's time for maybe not, you know, Joe Tryon to, to be, to be the the main guy right but um it's time for him to to start getting you know 60 40 you know 65 you know 65 35 it's it's time to you know it's time to start giving him more snaps and it's it's a must he's the future he's the better option right now as well it's time well, uh, really quickly, we're going to try and get you guys some live feed audio from the post-game press conference room. Right now, we have a question in the live chat directed at our very own uh, Coach Evan Wanish. This comes from David Cardona, the moderator for Cannon Fire Podcast. Coach Wanish, what would you say to the locker room after this 9-2-0 loss? Well, didn't do anything right. Um, played a good football team out there and uh, just couldn't do couldn't do a, a damn thing right. Just Just couldn't. Couldn't get it done. Offense sucked. Special teams sucked. Defense played their butts off, but not enough. Had a few sacks. We let them get away on one. Dropped an interception on one. Not enough. And uh, got 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 to be better. Got to be better next week. Coach, do you? <laughs> oh man, I couldn't even get through that one without laughing. Coach, do you think it's time to reevaluate the quarterback position? You know, we're, we're gonna reevaluate every position after a game like this. So. <laughs> We'll have that decision. <laughs> well, we're going to have that decision for you on Wednesday. There we go. Well, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday's practice. You'll be able to tell. Yeah. Well, so get you, get, get your number two Kyle trash jerseys out. That's all I'll say. <laughs> as we, as we check back into this one, I think some more faithful fans of the podcast, people who have listened to us a, t- a time or two understand our sense of humor here. Obviously we are joking folks that will the bucks be fine. Yes, they will be fine, but it, there is nothing more frustrating than the yearly tradition of coming on this podcast and saying, hey, we lost to the Saints yet again in the regular season. Did the Bucks beat them when it matters? Yes, it does, but nothing that you did in 2020 matters anymore. Yeah, so, like, you know, we, we really can't talk crap to Saints fans again because uh, yet again in the regular season, they have owned Tampa Bay, and, and they're just there are no excuses. When you get beat by the Taysom Hill-led Saints, who are missing their two starting offensive tackles, they are missing another key offensive lineman, they are missing their head coach, they have a new play caller, and they have Dennis Allen as the interim head coach. The man has an 8-28 and record as a head coach. In some way, somehow, he gets the best of Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform yet again. Yeah, um, they just... You know, I talked about on the game preview show, the Saints think they're better. Like the, the Saints truly believe every single person in that locker room and that coaching staff truly believes that no matter what the records are, whether the Bucs are the more talented, the Bucs are the more talented team, but the Bucs are also one of the most talented teams in the NFL. If you're just talking on pure talent, right? They believe they are better. They believe they are a better football team and they believe that that playoff game was a fluke 
Like th- th- that, that, that's what they believe. And it, it's crazy that I think the Bucks almost believe it. It's it. They sure play like it, you know, like they, they sure play like that. They believe it. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really crazy. Oh, well, 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 Kareem, that those names got a Super Bowl last year. So, um, where, where, where's your ring at? Um, anyways, it's, it's just, it, 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 it's ridiculous, man. It seriously is. And it's, it's a mentality thing. It's a mentality on the, on the coaching staff, four and one. That one was pretty important, wasn't it, Kareem? Um, like I said, show me the ring. Um, that's all I need. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, you know, you know well, sh- show me the ring or Drew Brees receding hairline. Um, anyways, well, hey, well, listen, like, he like got said, the, uh... no, real quick, real, oh, real quick. Oh, here we go. All right. Real, real quick. Like I said, you know, it, I'm not like the Saints, whatever. They do their thing. Like the Saints do their thing every year. It, it doesn't matter, right? The Saints do their thing. This is like a Bucks issue because it is firmly in their heads. Like it is completely in their heads and you know, I just, I don't know if they're ever going to get it out, man. Like I just, I really don't know if they're ever going to get it out of their heads. And that's why I said, I'm not like, I'm not going to be picking this team to beat the saints anymore. Like I'm, I'm not like, I can't do it because you, eventually you got to prove me something. And you know what? Tony was right. You know, Tony was right about, you know, he's never right, but he was right this time about saying, you know, until the bucks beat the saints until this coaching staff can beat the saints, it doesn't matter, right? You, I'm always going to pick them to lose against the Saints now. Uh, Pat McCroy, that's a great name, by the way. Uh, Brady just lost MVP tonight, too. I'm not positive about that. I, I will get into that a little bit later. I don't I don't know. Uh, we turned Jameis into a good quarterback. Well, he spelled Jameis wrong, so learn how to spell. Um, and also, Jameis, okay, he was throwing like five-yard outs the entire time. Like, get out of my face, dude. Like, seriously. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, my God, is a good quarterback. He threw 30 touchdowns in Tampa. Like, he was a good quarterback in Tampa, too. Man, oh, man, these Saints fans. Well, I, I guess while we are on the topic of of talking about what went right for New Orleans tonight, um, I think we might as well talk about this officiating, right? The, the time has come. It wouldn't sure, be. Sure, I'm not going to spend. It wasn't as big of a storyline this it week. It wasn't as, as it big was of a storyline, but. Card damn man like some of those no calls were definitely egregious and and the biggest one that comes to mind uh was that blatant delay a game on that scoring drive for new orleans to kind of seal the deal that that was yeah. that was rough yeah yeah i mean you know it's uh that was that was on a third and what third and three third and two something like that um yeah i just i yeah i don't know when you when you have the announcers pointing it out but yet again like it's not like the Bucks didn't. It's not like the Bucks didn't have opportunities because of those penalties, right? Like that's why I'm not going to harp on the officiating as much because the Bucks, you know, they had opportunities to do things, and it is they didn't do it. So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's tough. It, it's going to happen, right? There are there were some calls that were missed for sure. Like there were definitely some calls that were missed. Um, but man, it's uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I know it's been a shorter podcast today, but there really isn't a whole lot to say. I mean, there are certain well, weeks. There, there's certain... I want to I want to reel it in a little bit because I yeah. want to uh, talk about yeah for sure individuals. I'll, I'll, what what's on your mind? Go ahead. Okay, so um, uh, real quick, you know, Bradley Pinion. I saw a lot of people, you know, 
criticizing him, complaining about him. There was a few punts that were were out there that were bad, right? <laughs> but as you texted me, right, because you kind of said like, yeah, he hasn't been that good. And I was like, well, you know, he had a few nice ones. And you're like, yeah, you're right. When you're punting nine times, you know, some of them are going to be bad. Like, yeah, like not all of them are going to be great. And plus he showed up on the injury report with a hip injury. So uh, the people's champ, you know, he – his best punt was one that they didn't even cover and they the dude got to the 40 yard line. So he had a few nice punts, but overall a bad night. The entire team sucked. Okay. I, whatever. Jalen Darden, dude, I love you. Like everybody knows who listens to this podcast. Like they know like how I feel about Jalen Darden. I think he's a good player. You got to be better. Like you got to make a decision when you catch the ball. You are sitting there, you catch the ball, and then you're sitting there waiting to make a decision. And by the time you do, it's done. Like it's, it's, you know, you're tackled. So you gotta be better. You, you do. Uh, they, they cut Jadon Mickens because they thought you were the better option or a Turner. And now, I mean, Jadon Mickens wasn't a great returner, but he's been better than Darden has been. So you gotta be better. Um, and you know, just, I mean, Andrew Adams, you know, he played great, but got to catch that ball, man. Like you got to catch that ball. Um, just overall, does every, everybody just sucked everybody just sucked um it, it really you know it, it's really it's really bad um and uh i you know, there's not much to say uh and i i do want to get into the brady mvp thing really fast um a lot of people say well brady lost the mvp tonight and i said that if brady played well tonight and like that would lock up the mvp however i don't think brady played poorly enough to like you know, like lose the MVP. I don't think he played poorly enough. Who are they going to give it to? The guy who just lost to the Lions today? Or, or, or you know, are they going to give it to Aaron Rodgers? Who, I mean, look, this, you know, the, the vaccination stuff and the whole misleading, the people who, who vote on MVP, like they're going to be like, they're not too happy with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think they're going to be too eager to vote him as the MVP. I don't think, I don't think that's something you should throw out there with, uh, you know, with the casuals around. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Kareem can, Kareem can go back to his basement or wherever he belongs. Oh my God. Um, I mean, seriously, I mean, Saints fans got nothing better to do. Like Jesus Christmas. Um, no, I anyway. mean we've said we've said this before. We said it last time when they played on Halloween. This is the Super Bowl for them because yeah, this is this is the, they, congratulations, they, guys. They you will know? not. They big will clap. Big clap for yeah. you. Big clap. Let's for give you. it up. Yeah, Let's give it up for the city of New Orleans. That stankin' ass city. They will not play in a game that means this much for the rest of the year. It, it it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, it's just um, I don't know. You know, it's like who are they going to give it to? They're going to give it to a running back. You're not going to give the MVP to a running back. Like stop. You're not. Um, so I, it's don't, just, I, I don't remember who it was, but I was watching ESPN the other day and they were talking about their MVP favorites. And, oh, dude, I wish maybe you'll know who it is, but somebody picked Micah Parsons, the linebacker yeah, for, for Dallas. <laughs> I, that, 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 that makes me believe that, like, you know, like these shows are scripted. Right? Like, like what totally, the hell? Because, like, come on, man. You can't seriously sit there. When's the last time a defensive player won MVP? Like, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. And a rookie. And like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, Khaled, uh, we did talk about some of the calls. Um, yeah, we, we did talk about some of the calls. Um, we, we, we didn't spend too much time because yet again, like 
a lot of the calls weren't like they didn't hurt the Bucks as much. Like it, it really didn't. Um, you know, in week eight, yeah, it hurt them. It, it killed them. But in this game, it's just, dude, like he's played like garbage. Like it's it's simple. I mean, sometimes you just get your butts kicked, and that's exactly what happened here. Um, the score won't show it. The score will be like, oh, it was a you know hard fought, like a you know hard fought defensive game, right? And I mean, yeah, the Bucks defense played well, but you know. They, they had a few opportunities to get a few things done and couldn't do it. Uh, and then the Bucks offense is still completely falling flat. I mean, it's, you know, I, they couldn't even put a single, a single point on the board. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's shocking. Um, it's, it's unacceptable. And uh, I mean, everybody in that locker room should be, should be embarrassed. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's bad. It, it is bad. And, um, you know, it's, it's like you said with a, with a game like this one, right, where you have a chance in front of the home fans to win the division, something you haven't done since 2007, and it's against the Saints. Got to do it, man. And that you, you, you got to find a way. And just to boot, that place was packed tonight. It was mm-hmm. majority Bucks fans. You could look on your television. It was like 80 to 20, just red shirts and red jerseys in the stands. Like it's, it's exactly the atmosphere you want. And another thing that I guess I have to give props to the people who have decided to show up at the games, but that place has been pretty damn loud on TV these last few weeks too. So like it, it, it yeah, again, it's just all the elements were there. They, they were yeah. there and uh, they couldn't do anything with it is, is we kind of wrap up, you know, what this game was from, from start to end. We won't wrap up the show. I know you got a few other things on your yeah, mind, yeah. <laughs> but you know, as, as we try to just summarize what this game was, it was the Bucks defense doing everything they could to keep the offense in this game. And uh, the offense repaid them with zero points. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's just – that's what it was. In a lot of ways, it feels like the Bucks were beaten just about every category, but the defense did what they needed to. I think on offense, the game plan was just awful. Execution was awful. Tom Brady was off. His guys weren't getting open. His guys who were getting open were not catching the ball. Dropping the ball, it, yeah. Just, it, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just – Nothing was there for the Bucks tonight. And that's, you know, I mean, it shows up on the scoreboard. Literally nothing was there uh, for Tampa Bay this evening. Just, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, yeah, just that, that type of, that type of game, man, you know, that, that type of game. And a lot of people are, are wondering um, about, about AB, um, you know, with, with, you know, he's confirmed that he will be back. Mike Cambridge will be back. So now we can talk about them. Uh, they will be both back on the team, which we all knew that it was going to happen. Like, we all knew they weren't actually going anywhere because they would have cut them immediately if they were actually going to cut them. So um, a lot of people are saying, do you think AB is the key? Well, they haven't played with AB since week six. So they've had success on offense without Antonio Brown. So I don't know if he's the key. Like, yes, they are undefeated when he plays, but like they've also like they've won a lot of games. And to be fair, their toughest games are the ones that they've played without him. Like the, the Rams, the probably are, you know, a tough road game. The Saints, another tough road game. This Saints team, I guess another one. Right. The Washington one. Sure. That's not as tough, like obviously. But um, I do think yeah, he's valuable. It's just I don't think they absolutely need him to win. He's very valuable but I don't think they need, he isn't the key to everything they do now. I mean, I think Chris Gowan might be a huge loss for this team. So apparently he got an MRI and it's not a serious injury. Um, 
but he apparently he will miss some time. It's likely to be a sprained MCL, I believe. Uh, he will miss some time. Luckily, the only good news really is that it sounds like it's not going to really impact his playoffs at all. So it sounds like he should be back for the playoffs, but I, I doubt he plays next week or the week after that. So um, AB's back. We'll see him about Mike Evans. We don't have any update on Mike Evans right now or Leonard Fournette or Levante David or anybody who got injured. Uh, really, besides Chris Godwin, that's the only one we know. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, AB is super valuable but I don't think he's the end all be all like this team isn't good. going to magically be unstoppable on offense. Once AB gets back. Like I just, I, I don't think that they struggled in new England, you know, without Gronkowski, of course, but they struggled in new England with Godwin, with Evans, with Antonio Brown. Like they struggled in new England, right? They, there was times they struggled against Philly. Um, you know, I mean, it, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, I, Evans, I think does have a chance to play next week. We haven't had an update of course, uh, but we'll see. It all, all depends on practice. Godwin obviously won't most likely, but um, you, know, you shouldn't need those guys to, to beat um, to, to, to beat the Panthers. Uh, you, you shouldn't. So uh, yeah, there's, I don't know why the, the Mike Evans slander, it's just, it's so stupid, right? It's, it's very stupid. Um, but I mean, I guess the good news as our buddy Pat McGroin put points out is that the Bucks have never, uh, won a Super Bowl in a season where they beat New Orleans in a regular season. So that's 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 a good that's that's good, right? That's, that's yeah, a good thing. yeah. I guess yeah. I, I mean, it's <laughs> just it. You hate you hate that you have to resort to stats like that because uh, again, you know, the Bucks losing tonight, ten and four record. It just it bumps you out of you know the chase for the one seed. They were tied with the record that Green Bay has. Like it, it just it could have been you know a chase down to the very last week. You get the one seed, you get home field advantage. We talked all season about what a different team this is when they play inside Ray J, and it definitely just seems like you know all of that's gone. Like I I, I don't really count on the Packers losing a whole lot down this final stretch. You know the Bucks will probably win out. I, I think they'll be yeah. fine. I think they should yeah. win out. They should sweep Carolina. Cam Newton has been playing like just t- ass. I mean that guy sucks. Um, you know, so I'm glad he's uh, he back. Can't and, be can't be any worse than number twelve. Yeah, right. I mean, he can't be worse than the washed guy they got under center down there in Tampa. But I mean, you want to talk about a washed quarterback? There were a few pass attempts from Cam Newton today that literally made me laugh out loud. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Two big division games left on the season for Tampa Bay with a chance to win the NFC South, of course. But yeah, it's just hard to get the taste out of tonight's loss out of your mouth. It's you know, it it ah. Damn it, man! The 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 Saints strike again. So yeah, so here's uh here's Greg Allman um said uh, Bucks past the number two seed isn't that complicated. One way Bucks bounce back and win last the last three games. Um, the Cardinals and Rams each lose one game, and the Packers win out. Uh, the Bucks had a number two seed ahead of the Cowboys. If that happens, even if Dallas wins out, so if Dallas wins all the games right now, Dallas has the two seed. But even if Dallas wins out and the Bucks win out, the Cardinals and Rams lose one game. Because the issue with the Rams is if the Rams win out and they win the division, the Rams have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Bucks, so they would be the higher seed. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it's rough. It, it really is rough. And um, J- 
Jenna Lane of ESPN puts out a great tweet here. I just saw the league's top two MVP candidates, even though I just said, I don't think Rogers is going to win. Um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are 0-3 against the Saints this season, getting outscored 83-30. to Now, mind you, Tom Brady put up 27 of them points in Week 8 versus New Orleans. Um, They're 21-3 and against everyone else. In two of those games, the Saints did not allow a touchdown. They didn't allow Rodgers in the end zone. They didn't allow Brady in the end zone. So why does this all of a sudden ruin Brady's chances for MVP when Rodgers played the same exact defense yet still didn't score a touchdown? Why, why does this kill Brady's chances of MVP, but not Rogers? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. I, I think it's going to be a rough week um, for the oh, people. It's going to, it's going to be a, yeah, it's good. I would stay off Twitter. If, if you can, I would stay off Twitter well, or Instagram or anything. It's, it's a bloodbath. That's the advice I was going to give to anybody tuned in right now. If you enjoy everyday NFL content, uh, stay away from ESPN, stay away from you know, a lot of your big mainstream sports outlets, I, dare I say, stay away from your local sports radio station this week because a lot of people are going to be down on Tampa Bay. They are fine. They will be fine. They will finish the season fine. They will win the NFC South, and then the real fun begins, right? We'll, we'll get to talk about the playoffs here soon. But with the one seed just starting to get out of reach, I mean, you, you got to start it's being done. realistic. That's, that's yeah. done. That's yeah. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta start talking about the the two seed. Um, that that's the highest they're gonna get. That's yeah. You know, because now you need the Packers to lose two games. Um, you needed to win out, and you need the Packers to lose one game. Now the Packers have to lose two games while you win out. That's just not happening. So, yeah, that that's done. Um, now you just gotta look for look for the two seed, right? I mean, it's all about um, like the playoffs are a different animal. Okay, like the playoffs are a completely different animal than the regular season. And folks, there is a lot of football left to be played. We may be upset right now, right? We may be sitting here saying, oh, this team, this, this team, that. There is a lot of football left to be played. Okay, there, there is. They also played horrible tonight, and it was pathetic. Both can be true. Like, like both can be 100% true. So while it is still terrible, an absolutely awful performance in front of the hometown crowd. The sky isn't falling, right? The, the Bucks are going to win the South. They're going to make the playoffs. It's okay, right? We'll see what happens in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's okay. It, it is okay, all right? So the sky is not falling, but at the same time, man, this one just, not really many words for it. And we tried to come up with the words for it on this show. And I went off of you. And, you know, I think some people liked it. Some people probably didn't, but whatever. Um, we, didn't, the- we, we wouldn't quite have the words for this one, but Evan sure had some wordy dirds for the first time in show history, which I, yeah, hey, that's, I, I a, think, that's a, that's a, that's a win in my book. I mean, t- I, I don't know if Tony was here for that, but if I think Tony should go back and listen to the beginning, if he didn't, if he didn't hear it, um, because I think you might like that side of me. That's a side that would definitely throw Mr. Bucks Nation through a table. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the guy you should have tapped into at the watch party. I don't think you were angry enough about that loss to Washington. No, I, I was I was happy to be at Barry House, man. I was happy to be at Barry House with those fine people. And I mean, yeah, this one just sucked. I was sitting, sitting in my living room, not in sunny Florida anymore. It, that sucked. Well, ladies and gentlemen, although this one did suck, let us reiterate that, yes, 
Uh, we will keep you updated throughout the rest Yo, of they're, the. They're week. ten and four. Yeah, like, they are. They are ten and four. They're not four and ten. Like, still in prime. Still in prime position to win the NFC South. And uh, of course, with the injury updates as well, we will keep you updated throughout the course of the week on everything to do with Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Levante David. Unfortunately, being added to that list. So uh, keep it locked here for new episodes of the Cannon Fire Podcast. With that being said. That's just about going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here live on YouTube tonight. Our buddy Kyle, Tony Saylor, of course, Darren, Pamela, Pat, Will, Tony Saylor, who I already did mention, Dub, Willie Beeman, or my buddy Dash. And uh, also, shout out to all the Saints fans who apparently did not have any Saints content to take in tonight as they decided to hang out in our stream the entire time. We do appreciate your guys' views. And uh, thank you for hopefully subscribing and leaving us a uh, leaving us a thumbs up, which I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would have done that, right? I have every single faith in for them sure. that they left us left us some positive feedback. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why why would they not? Why would they have any reason not to? Follow the show on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. That's the show, folks. We'll talk to you later on this week with some more Buccaneer news updates and uh, possibly a mailbag edition of the show as well. If you want to get some questions in for that, Podcast at gmail.com. Our mailbox is always open. We would love to hear your takes and or questions. We're going to get out of here. I am your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. Thank you once again for checking out this week's edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. We'll talk to you later. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.